1: You best protect your neck. It's episode number seventy-seven of Eric Roberts is the fucking man, the world's most investigative Eric Roberts-related podcast. I'm Doug Tilly, and joining me as usual is the Night Stalker Liam O'Donnell. How you doing today, Liam?
0: Was Night Stalker a character in the New New Warriors?
1: Oh, I that's not. I'm going with Kolchak, the Night Stalker, the classic uh, Darren McGavin character from the seventies.
0: Oh, sure. I'm unfamiliar. I it made me think of. I think there was a character in the New Warriors
1: um who was named night stalker and i always thought that was a weird name for a superhero well i don't know what to tell you you might be right you could be right liam and i'll tell you what if we get a break during the show why don't you look that up because i'm sure all of our listeners are on the edge of their seat to find out if you're correct or not
0: i'm sure Um, i mean i assume so
1: liam it's a little bit later we're recording a little bit later than we normally do. I want to ask you a question that I think has been on the the tip of the tongue of a lot of our listeners lately. What time is your normal bedtime?
0: Ooh, lately it's been about mm-hmm. ten o'clock.
1: Wow, um, wow, uh, we're burning yeah. past it.
0: Yeah, it's it's this. To be clear, this is a pure. A baby scenario that since the baby 10 o'clock I mean I say 10 o'clock maybe ten thirty, eleven, 11 depending but I, I am starting to feel tired at 10 o'clock whereas before baby uh midnight I was a midnight person midnight rolled around it's like all right now's now's the time to hit the hay but uh not anymore man I'm I'm a early to bed person
1: Liam I once heard a song that, that said um the nighttime is the right time do, do you agree with that
0: uh, sure. That sounds right.
1: All right. Well, uh, how is how's your daughter been sleeping lately?
0: <laughs> you know, not great. All, uh, right. All
1: right. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> On this week's very special episode, we're joined by the AV Club's news editor and one heck of a writer. It's Katie Rife. How you doing, Katie?
2: Hi. Hi. Uh, this Hi. is. This. I'm sorry. I didn't know, Liam. This is not early for me. I'm a two a.m. type, so.
0: This is oh, early Oh man, that sounds awesome
1: I wish, God, I wish Katie
2: might not know, Liam is a bit of a punk
1: Punker, is that what we call you, Liam? A punker? And I hate punkers. you
0: so much. <laughs> will you stop, please?
1: <laughs> punkers like to stay up late at night So it must be, do you feel Actually, this is a really good question, Katie I don't mean to step all over your intro But Liam, do you feel that since you've had a daughter That it's really kind of cramped your style? Um
0: I don't know that that's fair to say per se. I mean, um, I, I it's kind of a mixed bag because uh, I've definitely had to adjust a lot of what I was doing and my lifestyle in general for sure. But I also feel like when her sleeping is better, then I kind of think that some of that stuff is going to be back in my life considering right. the number of parents – like it's Look, not yes. like yes, soon everyone him, I, be
1: you'll be punking the night away.
0: I just wish this was actually an inquiry and not a setup for you to keep trying to call me a punker.
1: Is that not right? Anyway, Katie, I mentioned during your intro that this is a very special episode, and it is for a number of different reasons. One of them, of course, one of them, of course, is because it's you. We've wanted you as a guest for a very, very long time, and now you are here and we get to take advantage of your knowledge and your ability to communicate. All that sort of great stuff that we're very very happy to do. But there's a secondary special reason. And this is this makes an already exciting thing all the more exciting. And that is, and Katie, there's no need to be afraid. That is that we are talking about a very special movie on this episode <laughs> of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. <laughs> yes we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're so amused by it. It
2: made me so tense. I was so anxious for sitting there. I was like, oh, God. What, this is the most psychologically uh, you, you know, penetrating Eric Roberts podcast I've ever been on. What did I get myself
1: into? No, I mean, yes. Look, the <laughs> fact is... Our guests are often taken by surprise by certain elements of the show And that's perfectly reasonable, but I do want you to relax I'm not here to make anyone look foolish except Liam O'Donnell, my co-host, right Liam?
0: Yeah, it's a constant Liam, is it,
1: is it not punker? What is the word?
0: I I just would appreciate moving on with our subject matter Perhaps to things when, involving Eric Roberts
1: Bob, Remember when Bob Marley wrote that song, Punky Reggae Party? No No? Well, this is a song that the great reggae artist uh, Bob Marley He wrote and performed in the 1970s To show a uh, reggae's, I guess, connection with punk music And I know that you like reggae music, Liam It's alright Alright, well, you should check out that song I think that you'd appreciate it more than most Now, back over to you, Katie <laughs> You're You are an appreciator mm. of the movie movie series, I should say, that we're going to be talking about today. And I don't want to give too much away, but I imagine anyone listening to this already knows what I'm referring to. So let's just jump into it slightly. We're not going to talk about the movie yet, but let's talk about the fact that this episode is devoted and dedicated to the recently aired on the Lifetime Network, stocked by my doctor, number three, Patience Revenge. Now, Katie, you have seen the first... Stock by my doctor film. In fact, if I'm, I might be incorrect here. Didn't you actually uh, host a screening of the Stock by my doctor movie?
2: Yeah, I, uh, for on and off for the past five years or so, I've done a few different like uh, screening series of Lifetime movies, uh, and Stock by my doctor was a highlight. It's up there with, uh, my favorite, which is my stepson, my lover. Mm. And then the other one that I enjoy is, uh, can't remember the name right now, but it's about a kid
1: being addicted to pornography. It's a good one. Oh, oh, <laughs> stocked by porn, maybe. Now, for long time <laughs> listeners of the show, also people who are fans of the Lifetime uh, television network, might know that though this is a stocked by my doctor episode, which is focusing on the stocked by my doctor series, there isn't just stocked by my doctor. Now, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but there's a whole stocked universe. I mean, honestly, I wish that they'd bring all of the different stocked characters together and maybe this movie stocked by my doctor patient's revenge is the beginning of that because it's pulling characters from the first movie and that must have been very exciting for you katie who's who since you're such a big fan of the first movie
2: <laughs> yeah i mean um the she she went goth because of her trauma but the mm-hmm. the, the star from the first movie the Young female star. Um, I imagine you know her name. I did not do that amount of research for this podcast. Oh, I, I know, know, know her
1: name like <laughs> it's the, on the back of my hand. And, you know, it's kind of embarrassing that the rest of you don't know that her name is, of course, Brianna Joy Chomer playing Sophie
2: in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I knew it, that, obviously. She was driven goth by her trauma and she has uh, dark hair and wears dark lipstick now to show her inner turmoil and pain.
1: What What is the first thing, Katie, that you think about when someone says the name Eric Roberts?
2: Uh, I think that he's the guy that's been in everything. Everything. In it's true. Yeah. I think of, like, a very large number on IMDb, is what I think of when I think of Eric Roberts. And, um, yeah. Just him... What?
1: Well, with that in mind, with that in mind, with his large number of roles, what is the role outside of Stocked by My Doctors, Dr. Beck? What is the role that you
2: most connect him with? This is terrible, but he's in the Human Centipede 3. and yeah, I remember, he is. I remember watching that and going, man, an Eric Roberts really will do anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Eric Roberts will do anything, thankfully, because that means he gets to do things like Stalked by My Doctor, Patient's Revenge, and alternatively, Human Centipede 3, which we did watch and talk about, Liam. I can't remember where you fell on that. Big fan of Human Centipede 3?
0: Um, The best made worst movie we've had to watch for this podcast.
1: That's interesting. That's an interesting thing to say. You're probably right.
0: Most of the other movies that we – I won't say – I won't speak for you. Most of the other movies that I dislike on this podcast mm-hmm. are also very poorly made. And that movie compared to the other movies, which I also disliked a great deal, was mm-hmm. pretty well made.
1: Well, I think that's a very fair and even-handed response to that movie, Liam. But I should ask you, what do you think of the director Tom Six, the the mastermind behind the Human Centipede series?
0: Um,
1: he Seems like a big – jackass don't you think
0: <laughs> i think i think i respect his carny game that he's fooled many people into giving him money to do this thing um but like any carny i wouldn't trust him as far as i could throw him
1: remember he was talking all that anti-immigration stuff on his twitter oh
0: feed? oh
1: yeah no i suspect he's a
0: monster uh,
1: an actual <laughs> monster <laughs> but for now We need to talk about all of the latest Eric Roberts news on The Roberts Report. It's The Roberts Report for episode number 77 of Eric Roberts Is the Fucking Man. And as per usual, we start with a deep dive on the man himself's Twitter feed. You can follow Eric Roberts on Twitter at Eric Roberts, all one word. And boy, you really want to do it. If you love hearing about people's experience with airlines is, I'll tell you, you'll never get your fill on the Eric Roberts Twitter feed. But just today, Katie and Liam, very exciting thing happened. Eric Roberts tweeted out, how on earth does one change their photo on at IMDb? Liam, it looks like Eric Roberts wants to change his internet movie database. Photo. How exciting is that?
0: Very exciting. I've wondered myself.
1: (laughs) You've never been able to. Now, that's this is a great question. Now, Katie, I have took it upon myself to look up your internet movie database profile.
2: How many credits is there?
1: There is four producing credits and three writing credits and two editing credits. Sure,
2: I guess. I mean, I've worked on some like stuff my friends were doing. But I was in a documentary once that was like uh, called. Um, it was about VHS collectors. It
1: was adjust your tracking. I know that.
2: Uh, oh, that's a good. Yeah, well.
0: that's a good documentary. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm in it for like five seconds. It was a great moment in my in my history. <laughs> it's a tremendous. Everyone gets there.
1: I was going to say everyone gets their 15 minutes, which is totally unfair to you, Katie. Your 15 minutes is yet to come, and I believe it's going to stretch out for all eternity. Wouldn't you agree, Liam? <laughs> yeah, probably. Liam, do you have an IMDb profile? Um, I'm disinclined
0: to answer that question.
1: Hmm. I have to admit, I did look up Liam O'Donnell, but of course, I get the very talented Beyond Skyline director who often gets confused with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that I actually directed Beyond Skyline and that Liam what? O'Donnell is a fraud.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. And he, But uh, that Liam O'Donnell, the other guy, he appeared in Creed. Is that correct?
0: No, that was me.
1: That was you. I knew it was Liam. But
0: that's not on that's... IMDB because I was an extra. But I do have an IMDB. Kid? What?
2: You're in Creed as an extra?
0: Yeah. I mean, lots of Philly people were. A lot. I, it's... Oh, no.
1: it's... I love that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. I... Doug brings it up all the time because he likes to mess with me. But no, the... I find
1: it super exciting. I am absolutely 100% supportive of your extra I... career. That's one of the great movies of the last several years.
0: No, it's I, it's fine. It's I, it's less you and more Josh, who's always in, introducing me on things as co-star of Creed.
1: I'll admit I have said that about you in my personal life.
0: Yeah, Josh says that a lot. But no, no, I'm on IMDb. I was in a documentary as well about... Um, uh, Pennsylvania, specifically Hardcore and I was, uh, but it's I don't think it's a very good documentary so I don't tell people about it a lot I also have, I'm Ooh. supposed to have a production credit on a short film uh, but that did, never came through, I'm, it's not on there so I don't know what happened with that, I need to contact that gentleman and say hey, I let you shoot in the bathroom at my work for four hours in exchange for this bullshit producer credit you better give me my shit
1: now, Katie, I'm looking at your IMDb profile and it does not have a photo with it. No. Uh, no, which is because you didn't realize it existed until just several seconds ago.
2: I said I had a hunch, but I wasn't sure.
1: Well, now it's, that hunch has been confirmed. I'm looking, if you look at the show notes today, we have the current Eric Roberts IMDb photo. And I'd like for all of us to critique it slightly if you have it up in front of you uh i'm gonna start with you katie can you see that there at the moment let's see
2: oh i see it okay okay
1: so tell me what you think about this photo
2: about the photo Mm -hmm. looks like a shampoo commercial a little bit
1: does his hair is very much on display
2: yeah it's he's really putting forth the hair and the eyes and so yeah it looks like a shampoo commercial or maybe a commercial for like Dog shampoo specifically? I don't know. I'm getting a dog shampoo commercial vibe off of that
1: picture. Okay, dog shampoo. That's very interesting. I, I'm going to stick with that for a second. Liam, over to you. What do you think of this photo?
0: I'm kind of the wrong person to ask because th- – so this is not – this is very much a headshot photo. Yes. As opposed to like a for someone of Eric Roberts stature, you might expect to see like a picture of him in an award ceremony or doing right. promo for something. And this is like very much a photo. And my feeling on headshots is that they tend to look like everyone in them, like really wants whatever it is that they're giving you the headshot for. Like sure. looking at this, it's like Eric Roberts is like. He's coming across to me like a like a local community actor who like really wants to be in oh, something oh. more, and so like that bumps me out because it's Eric Roberts, and I want it to be something a bit more casual. I I just feel like people of his stature, their photos on IMDb tend to be more like, look, you fucking know who I am, all right? I don't need to wow you with a headshot.
1: Wow. Well, uh, uh, any thoughts on the dog shampoo interpretation?
0: I mean, I will say he looks. That shirt looks a little less hip and a little more Canadian tuxedo than he probably wants to go
1: for. Katie, have you heard that? Have you heard that term before? C- Canadian tuxedo.
2: Oh hell yeah! That's an all denim outfit.
1: It's an all denim outfit, and people think of all denim outfits as being a Canadian tuxedo because apparently Canadians, like myself, have a reputation for wearing a lot of denim. Is that correct, Katie? Apparently apparently. Where do you think that comes from, Liam? Uh, Super Troopers. It does come from Super Troopers, and you know what? I remember listening to the commentary on Super Troopers, and they originally had a different nationality instead of Canadian in that, and they it was something else tuxedo, and they decided to change it to Canadian, and it has fucked up people's you know, interpretation of what Canadians wear ever since.
0: Are you <laughs> suggesting that people where they say Canadian tuxedo legitimately think that canadians only wear all denim all the time is that how you think this works
1: i just feel like americans think that canadians wear more wear more denim per capita than americans do but i don't think that's true uh i always thought it was
0: a way to sort of name the ruralness that Canadian people seem to have sometimes. Like, if you're not from Toronto or Montreal, then I assume you're living on in some sort of, like, wilderness place, kind of like the South, only the South has, like, um, interesting food and uh, a more sordid history of oppression, whereas rural Canada seems just as backwards but a little less spicy.
1: Well, I think it is time for you, Liam, to explore... Our great country here in Canada, explore it, you know, coast to coast, east to west, and especially spend a little time in the prairies, which obviously you have not, which is they're full of rich, interesting people. I'm sure they are.
0: Actually, I'm just saying this is the stereotype that it's playing off of. I don't think. On June 11th, Liam.
1: On June 11th. On June 11th, (laughs) Liam. Eric Roberts tweeted a bearded me shooting a scene with Linda Gray. And he has a picture here of them shooting a film, him and Linda Gray from, of course, the classic TV series Dallas. Eric Roberts with a beard. Now, this is something a little new. Now, again, I don't want to make this all about judging people's appearance or photos or things like that. But sticking with you for a moment, Katie, what do you think of Eric Roberts with a beard?
2: Hmm. I am always... It does seem to be a trend, right? Like older men get beards, like Stephen Colbert Mm. got a beard and David Letterman got a beard. And now Eric Roberts has a beard. I think it's fine. I like him better without the beard. Do you like beards generally, Katie? Yeah, I'm I'm agnostic on that one, honestly. I like mustaches. Mustache? Really?
1: Yeah,
2: mustaches. Like mustaches? Yeah, I love them. I think they're great. They're, they're spo- so fun.
1: They are fun. But who sports the classic? When you close your eyes and think mustache, what's the face that appears in your brain? A 70s guy. Just the generic 70s guy?
2: Yeah, the mustache, yeah.
1: What, what, <laughs> what, is there a specific... Is, is it like a Burt Reynolds 70s guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about you, Liam? What's the most famous mustache when it comes to your brain?
0: Oh, definitely Burt Reynolds. Um, but I think you're ignoring the most important thing about this picture. Who... Uh i i don't even know who's in charge of this art director set designer who put together the meal on this fucking table because i'm utterly confused
1: what are we looking at here it's some sort of pita bread with garbage on it i believe
0: i believe those are meant to be tacos
1: why are you fucking that can't be right
0: no those are those are definitely supposed to be tacos and that's well, I mean, you no know wrong. They are malformed, weird looking tacos. And then this, uh, then just a bowl of chips, just chips, then a, a plate of what looks like pineapple, uh, and then maybe a bowl of kale. Okay, well,
1: eating healthy. It's weird. Nothing
0: wrong with that. It's a, it's, it's a weird. The, I'm just so, I'm trying to like focus on his beard, but I just couldn't stop staring at the food and trying to understand what was going on.
1: Liam, there's something important we need to talk about.
0: Since when?
1: Oh, no. This is a very, very important thing. Okay. Okay. So recently, Katie and Liam, we've been made aware that there is a Nikki Swift video on YouTube called The Truth About Julia Roberts Brothers. Oh, Brother. God. It's a very helpful video for uh, fans of the show uh, or certainly guests of the show who are often shocked to discover that Eric Roberts and Julia Roberts are siblings. But this oh. is... Yeah, It happens. Katie, you would not believe the, the percentage of guests on the show who do not know that they are siblings or or only figured it out when they were asked to guess on the show.
2: Wow. Yeah, no, I've, I've known that. Mm-hmm. I may. I think I learned that before your live show because I, you know, was reading about Eric Roberts. Well, there,
1: I, I appreciate the research, but this is a video on YouTube called The Truth. About Julia Roberts' brother, and I'm only bringing this up. It's kind of tabloidy, wouldn't you say, Liam?
0: Yeah, it felt a little. I don't know. I it, the. I I don't. I'm of a mixed opinion about because it gets into like personal life stuff, and I, I yeah. kind of felt like why is this thing? I don't know why this is things that people need to know at all.
1: Yeah, it feels like you know. It it, it does get a little national inquire ish throughout it but i do have to talk about it liam because it took me by surprise to discover that not only was the eric roberts is the fucking man podcast mentioned by name on this in this video but both you and i are shown in the video and uh and they quote our podcast with eric roberts our live podcast and when i say quote i mean they actually play a segment from the podcast in this video yep should i have had to sign off on that
0: (laughs) yeah i was wondering the same thing like Maybe that you would have to sign off, but that they might want to like tell you about it. I, I don't know because it is, I, I guess not because we do offer it for free. you know it's freely available. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's fr- you're right. It's available for free, but I do put my hard earned sweat and blood into each episode, Liam. That's got to be worth something.
0: I mean, I wish you would put less. I there's a little too much blood. If I had to be honest about it,
1: well, that's just your opinion, Katie. What's your favorite podcast? <laughs> My Favorite Podcast?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's kind of basic, but I, I like My Favorite Murder. Everybody listens to that one.
1: I I've, I like listening to it myself. I like the banter between the hosts. And it's a very dark program because of its subject matter. Liam, are you getting sick of murder?
0: Sick of murder? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: You mean as a subject matter?
1: Oh, yes. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't actually listen to that many murder podcasts.
1: No, just generally. You know, because there's all these true crime documentaries out there. It seems like murder is, like, something that's on the uh, the American mind lately.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I, like I said, I, I, uh, I don't know. I guess I just don't watch enough of them to be sick of it. I, I did watch, or I've watched part of, uh, what is it, Evil Geniuses on Netflix. That seems kind of murdery so far, so I guess mm-hmm. so. But I don't watch a lot of, like... Uh, Scripted dramas Those seem to involve a lot of murder But that's not really something I watch
1: a lot of So you need more murder in your diet Liam
0: Yeah sure I could go for more murder
1: Recently added to the ever expanding Eric Roberts IMDB page is 2019's 90 Feet From Home Directed by Brett Bentman uh, The director of 2016's Creep no, not that one. This one starts with a K. And also a movie called Apocalypse Road, which I think I did hear of. The plot is a former troubled Major League Baseball player returns home to confront his abusive stepfather. Uh, it features Eric Roberts as a character named William Rhoda. It also has – Liam, this looks like you – Dean Cain, Superman himself, <laughs> as well as uh, Batman's regular collaborator uh, Stephen Michael Casada from um, – from breaking bad uh he was regular uh appearance on that show uh now this uh it, it's not faith-based i don't think which is a good news for those of us who, who are sick of watching faith-based eric roberts related movies a former troubled major league baseball player returns home to confront his abusive stepfather when you hear that uh description katie is this the kind of movie that you would enjoy watching
2: um it depends on the tone honestly it depends on like how serious it is and you know how well executed it is, of course. Katie, what do you think about Dean Kane? Uh, I have no opinion on Dean Kane. That's my opinion of Dean Kane. Honestly not... that
1: that's a very reasonable response to being asked about Dean Kane, I think.
2: Yeah. he's not a kind of person who inspires strong emotions.
1: <laughs> I once. Dean no... uh... It's all right. I'm, Dean Kane's not a regular listener. Liam, are we going to watch the movie 90 Feet from Home?
0: Um, I think we have to. Why is that? Because we took a blood oath.
1: We took a blood oath to cover the life and work of actor Eric Roberts, and one of those projects is 90 Feet from Home from the year 2019. I guess we're just going to have to keep our ear to the ground until that movie gets released, and then we're going to have to watch it, Liam.
0: Yep, I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Liam, what's your favorite Major League Baseball team?
0: Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't, but
1: What do you think about the Philly fanatic, Liam?
0: Uh, (laughs) I thought it was funny when I
1: was a kid Not funny so much now?
0: I I wouldn't know
1: Oh boy, boy oh boy, Liam You need to get that energy level up, son (laughs) I'm just not a base, look What
0: do you want me to talk to you about That you'll be ridiculously uninterested in I'm here for Eric Roberts, buddy Not for Major League Baseball
1: Okay, okay, settle down, Liam We're gonna take our first break And when we return Katie, Liam, and myself are gonna talk about Stalked by my doctor Patience Revenge Yes, it's the main event We're gonna get to it right after this Dr. Albert Beck seems to get what he wished for, as the jury finds him not guilty for the kidnapping and attempted murder of a former patient. So he then lands a teaching job at a prestigious Arizona medical school, where he develops a crush on a new student. With that growing obsession, he struggles from keeping it from taking control of his life, but things aren't what they seem. When When a former patient of his, Sophie Green, decides to enroll in the medical school where he's teaching... To take matters in her own hands This is a terribly written plot summary From the Internet Movie Database But it is Stalked by My Doctor Patience Revenge From the year 2018 Directed and written by Doug Campbell The illustrious director of course Of Zapped Again The sequel to the Scott Bayo classic Zapped As well as the films Stalked by My Neighbor Stalked by My Mother The Stalker Club Stocked by My Doctor, of course, as well as Stocked by My Doctor, The Return. You could say that Doug Campbell is the mastermind of stalking when it comes to the Lifetime Network, and particularly the mastermind of the Stocked by My Doctor franchise. Uh, And as that uh, horribly written uh, uh, summary suggested, we do have a returning character here. Yes, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Sophie – the uh, the well, I hesitate to use the word victim, but certainly Doctor Beck's victim in the first film. She has returned here to get, as the title suggests, a patient's revenge against the doctor. So things are going to go in some odd and unpredictable uh, directions in Stock by My Doctor Three. Let's start with you, Katie, our guest. Yes. You have seen the first Stock by My Doctor. Yes. You had an idea of what to expect. What did you think of Stocked by My Doctor 3?
2: Well, I I feel like I I was worried that it was going to be a problem, that I hadn't seen Stocked by My Doctor 2, but it didn't matter at all, which was great. And I also, I just, uh, I thought it was wild. This movie was bananas. It had some very unexpected and very strange sort of like, They'll make points of reference that I was not expecting at all. Uh, I will say I called the big twist about halfway through, although I thought it was something else. If you want to get into that, we can. But I, I thought it. it okay. Uh, it was a cinematic roller coaster. Thank you, Lifetime Network. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is, uh, actually, that word cinematic you just used is a, is a, uh, a key word. This film fe- feels uh, like it has a slightly higher budget than the previous two, I would say. Uh, I like that you mentioned, Katie, that uh, missing the second one didn't seem to matter. It feels a little bit, Liam, and you can correct me on this, it feels kind of like they just skipped over the second one entirely. This feels more like a direct sequel to the first one. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, they mentioned Mexico, right? They do, but they don't mention the fact that he was in jail briefly. Yeah, I don't.
0: It. I was actually a little confused because it it moved so quickly. It felt to me like you said, like in a direct sequel sense, that I thought maybe I had forgotten something from the second one. Like I, because I have, I didn't enjoy it, and I don't have a lot of memories from it. I thought, sure. oh, maybe maybe I'm remembering it wrong, or I don't know. I kind of thought maybe it was my problem.
1: Well, Liam, what did you think of Stock by My Doctor? Three.
0: it had a lot of promise i really liked in the in the film uh film <laughs> they uh <laughs> they have a uh i don't know what to call it but th- there's this there's this idea that he's trying to uh, reform get his act together be less of a crazy person and so there's a moment he's with someone and she really cares about him and it kind of comes out a little bit of his not all by any means, but a little bit of his past, and she kind of freaks out, and he's ready to basically murder her for freaking out, and there's this other Eric. It's sort of representing, I don't know, his logic or his uh, conscience or whatever it is. Uh, I, it almost felt like the, his medicated self sort of explaining right. to him in the moment, you don't want to do that. And it's so funny because it's That Eric character, the other Eric (laughs) character of like, chill out, dude, totally like that. I just from that moment, I thought this is going to be fucking great. Like I was so stoked for constant arguments between Eric Roberts and himself. And it really felt to me like somewhere halfway through, they just kind of ran out of ideas or ran out of like in order for that to work. There'd have to be more complex interactions for him to figure out. And I'd say less than halfway through the movie, he it feels like he kind of gives up on the idea that he's not that he's going to be anything but who he is. So then the side, you know, the mental uh, embodiment of his good nature becomes superfluous because he's never going to choose the good thing. There, there's no longer any tension there, so he's just there more to like cape and be funny. Which is right. way less interesting. It's just him just being like, I don't know, dude! And it's like, wait, what? Why are you here? Like, it doesn't serve any purpose anymore. I don't know. So that that was a little... I, I'm sort of long way talking around the idea that it was... It started off with a lot of promise, but it kind of didn't pay off for me. I mean, the ending's fine, but it, it, it missed opportunities to do what the first film did, which was, like, really fucking surprised me with some crazy-ass shit.
1: Well, now... I'm glad that you brought up crazy ass shit, Liam, because even though th- to your interpretation, this movie does not surprise you with some, there still is some pretty surprising moments. And oh my God. there Yeah. And we're gonna talk about one in particular in just a second. Uh I, I I agree with you, Liam, by the way, that that I was kinda hoping for a John Lithgowan raising cane type split personality yeah. thing going on, where Eric could be like, you know, the murderous doctor as well as the laid back actual real life eric roberts uh that communicating and i do like those sequences where they're talking to one another i find that uh to be some of the most enjoyable parts just want to explain the plot a little bit more just very very quickly so dr beck gets a job at this university as i mentioned at the beginning uh sophie has come to this university to track him down and dr beck he has developed a new relationship this time, a mutual-seeming relationship with Melissa, one of his students. Uh, and at, at one point, actually, Dr. Beck, because of Sophie's um, uh, efforts, gets actually fired from the university. It does seem at some points in this movie that they try to make Dr. Beck a slightly sympathetic character, certainly uh, compared to the previous two movies. Katie, did you have any difficulty at all with the idea that this movie tried to kind of present him more sympathetically?
2: I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, it. It, I was just like, well, this is a strange amoral universe that we're in. For this. <laughs> there is no right or wrong here, okay? Like, that's very European art house of you, stalked by my Dr. 3. But, you know, I appreciate it. World without goods and bads, man. But uh, he, yeah, I, I wasn't sure who to root for, for a good chunk of it. Um, although, I very much... I could not wait to find out if Melissa's her name. The, yes. I, knew so, I, I was thinking to myself, either something is up with Melissa or she is just really just a very bad actress and a poorly written like male fantasy character. So I'm glad that I was wrong. When she was oh. like, my last boyfriend was 51, I was like, no way. <laughs> no... No, no, it's a Lifetime movie. That's
1: not, no. <laughs> You've seen the first stock by My Doctor, and that has some pretty memorable sequences in it, like when <laughs> Eric Roberts tears up the American Girl doll in the mirror, when he writhes around in piles of trash, and of course when he tells the woman that he's unfriending her, he screams it at her. But those moments are over the top, and then it, basically there are these kind of peaks in the first stock by My Doctor where all these ridiculous things happen, and then it kind of goes back, into the slightly less ridiculous plot was this movie and i'm actually Mm -hmm. gonna go over to you liam first on this one did this movie cross the line when it comes to the amount of camp in it was it too jokey for you uh to uh to appreciate it like you appreciated the first
0: movie Hmm. (coughs) i would definitely say Uh, it felt that way at first. Maybe not too jokey, but I was curious as to how far they were going to push it with the dance sequence. Some of the fantasy things that were going on started to feel a little ridiculous to me, but I felt more like if they were going to go that direction that they should just stick with it, like really just nail it and make the whole thing. Why not? It's the third one. No one's on board. As far as I can tell, no one's on board because they are like the first two were very frightening and so now I need you to hit that same level of bone chilling terror like people are in it I think for some of the campiness of it let's just go through with it and it felt like the ending of the film kind of pulled its punches on that a little bit um though to be fair the big twist is in in and of itself kind of campy but um <laughs> I just feel like if you're gonna have a movie with a dance sequence then you should probably have a movie with Two or three dance sequences, like why not? <laughs> why only have the one? It just it just
1: seemed weird. I don't know for for me at least. Katie, did you find this uh, too over the top, or did it hit you right in the sweet spot?
2: Oh no, the more over the top, the better, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, that brings us to the most over the top thing that happens in Stock by My Doctor Three. I will, I think I'm just going to wager and say that if you were to watch Stock by My Doctor Three, and you definitely should. The thing that you're going to take away from it outside of the big twist uh, at the end is that there is a, and I am not making this up, (laughs) there is a fantasy sequence that occurs between Eric Roberts and this uh, young girl that he's infatuated with. And it plays out as a musical interlude with Eric Roberts both singing and dancing. And if that audience is not enough for you, it has been presented. As a parody of the film La La Land uh, The very uh, memorable sequence in the Hollywood Hills I guess it would be in that movie Actually, is that right? Is that in the Hollywood Hills? I don't know anything about the geography of these type of things It makes sense that it would be, though In this case, aren't they in Arizona? Anyway, I'm breaking my own uh, rule of talking over myself So they have a sequence that's a parody of La La Land And it is the most fucking amazing thing I've ever seen (laughs) <laughs> Probably in my entire life I feel like it is uh, It brings this whole production to Either the next level or into the garbage Depending on your perspective Katie Rife, what did you think when you saw this segment?
2: I screamed out loud I thought it was next level I Oh, I just felt so bad for everyone involved Like it's one of those <laughs> things you're watching And you're just like, oh god, I feel so sorry For the kid that moved out to LA To achieve his dream And then finds himself fucking holding a boom mic on this. Like, it's enough to induce an existential crisis in, a you know, a crew member, I think.
1: What did you think, Katie, of Eric Roberts' singing voice?
2: (laughs) It was about as good as... uh... Ryan Gosling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well if, if we're asking about that, let's ask about the uh, the most uh, reasonable question to follow up. What did you think of Eric Roberts' dance moves? <laughs> uh,
2: uh, same answer. Gonna...
1: Oh. <laughs> Liam, uh, Katie, obviously, Katie was overjoyed with this La La Land sequence while also seeming to think it was absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's why I liked it. That's why she liked it. Nothing wrong with that. Liam, do you take the same perspective on it?
0: I mean, yes. Uh, I think it it definitely is a tone change in some ways from, uh, you know, Eric Roberts ripping apart the American Girl doll or hitting the boyfriend with a a crutch. But in other ways, it's not. It's sort of a continuation of what was going on in the first movie. Um, So in and of itself... I just thought it was fun. I I don't know. I, some part of me felt like not only was Eric Roberts not necessarily a uh, graceful dancer, but uh, it looked like he was kind of limping a little bit. So I think that part was kind of hard for me because I don't want to imagine that he has trouble walking or anything like that. But other than that, I I, I mean, just the fact that it is – Again, I'm not a geography expert, but it appears to have been shot in the Hollywood Hills, uh, and the movie definitely takes place in Arizona. So that, in (laughs) and of itself, was like, yeah, this is great. I'm about this. Although, as the movie went on, I'm really not sure if the movie shot in Arizona. It really feels like it might have been shot in California, and that's very weird.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I thought the same thing. I think it's a mixture. I think they did a couple shots in Arizona, but it was mostly L.A
0: it's my favorite. So fucking weird. Anyways, it was great. And and when it fi- when it ended, I was not like, "Ugh, like what was that?" I was like, "Man, I hope I hope this is the tone of the rest of the film."
1: Right, which it really isn't. There are moments that approach that sort of ridiculous nature, but it never really reaches that peak again.
0: Nothing would have been better than if in the big discovery where he's finally on board with exactly what's been going on this whole time. If they just paused everything and he did like a sad musical sequence,
1: that (laughs) would have been fucking
0: stellar.
1: Honestly, that is a terrific idea. I just, just want to confirm something with you, Liam in the La La Land segment of *Stock by my doctor three. Do you feel like we, as the audience are laughing with the movie or at it?
0: I think that, um ah, that's a good question because on one hand I want to say with it because it's clearly not no one who shot I don't think anyone who shot that scene thinks that we are taking it seriously as a piece of musical theater. Right. Uh on the other hand, um there's an aspect to it being done I don't I it's hard I I, I think we're laughing with it. I don't think it's supposed to take itself seriously. That's my Yes. Uh But are we laughing with it the same way that we were laughing at the American doll sequence in the first movie? I don't know. I feel like those are two different things.
1: Okay. I think you're actually absolutely right. So just to give uh, people who haven't seen the film a bit more of an idea of the plot, Eric and this student, they develop a very close relationship, but no matter what they do, they're uh, being pursued uh, by this uh, by this former victim of Dr. Beck. At one point, they decide that uh, Sophie has to die. So, Melissa uh, and uh, Dr. Beck, they're a couple now. They go <laughs> to, to the middle of nowhere, basically, to kill her. And Melissa shoots her full of bullets. And then the car explodes in this beautiful, bright explosion. Um, Katie, how would you describe the, the car explosion in this movie? The
2: explosion? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was CGI.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It looked like a <laughs> explosion. it was another time that I clapped my hands and <laughs> hurried out loud. But, Kit, may I? You missed a key thing that I loved about this movie. The scene where he's outside at his house and she ties him down and she has the gloves on and stuff. <laughs> a clear audition reference. Have you guys seen Audition?
1: Oh, my. Yes. Have, Liam, have you seen Audition?
0: yeah definitely uh i thought I mean, he just
2: audition she had the big doctor bag she had the the uh the apron on she's you know mm-hmm. holding the little things above his head it was a direction i was not expecting a lifetime movie to go in and uh kitty 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 yes. sorry i'm
1: doing the the audition yes. noise
2: <laughs> think of and i'm just like i love this this is great <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, it does. When when you, just you saying that, Katie r- reminds me that there are several very ridiculous moments in this movie, including that one where yes, Doctor Beck is tied down and almost has his genitals uh snipped off, and he's saved in the nick of time. I'm a little confused now, thinking back at the plot as a whole, as yeah. to why why that actually occurred. Considering that, why didn't she just go? Ahead, I guess she didn't want to murder him, but then afterwards, anyway. That The reason that doesn't make sense to me in my brain is because of the big twist, which we've been hinting at slightly and sometimes just saying outright over the last few minutes. So let me explain it to you, audience members. So as I mentioned before, Dr. Beck has this relationship with Melissa, his student. They're being pursued by Sophie, who wants to get revenge on Dr. Beck. At one point... Uh It looks like, uh, you know, uh Melissa and Dr. Beck They're going to get away with the murder of Sophie Because her car exploded And her body was in that car, for sure Uh And then we find out After a few convoluted sequences That Melissa and Sophie actually grew up together Were best friends And Melissa is in on it She had filthy sex with Dr. Beck Just as a way to help her friend get revenge Again, I, I don't know why her friend didn't just you know even not kill him but just cut his dick off uh in that sequence it feels like she should have just went ahead and did it in retrospect but i know that both of you have strong feelings about this twist i'm going to start with you Liam what did you think of the twist
0: i felt like leading up to it i was sure this was a setup and the in fact the only part at which i started to doubt that it was a setup was in fact When they were having so much sex, because I don't I'm not convinced she had to basically uh, be that entwined with him for the setup to work. So it got to the point where I I was kind of like, I don't know, she's spending a lot of time with him. I don't know if this is what's needed for this to be a setup. But earlier on, the way every time that she confronts Sophie Um, And I forget, what is the name of the actress's name? Or not the actress's name, the character's name, uh, who likes... Every time Melissa confronts Sophie, it always feels so set up and public and, like, for show, that I was like, this is definitely, you know, uh, not real. Uh, But then when she's, like, very much spending a lot of time banging Dr. Beck, I was like, this is weird. This is a lot. But then when she shoots the car, this is a clear reference to the first movie. So I, at that point, everyone who's seen the first movie knows like, oh, OK, they're doing the same thing that he was tried to do. And blah. you know what I mean? So uh, but, you know, it, 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 it was fine. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed that there was a twist, but it was a little um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, exactly.
1: Katie, what did you think of the twist?
2: Um. Okay, so yeah, like Liam, I saw it coming pretty early on, but for different reasons, because when she was going out, it was the way that she talked to him was just so completely just a male fantasy of everything that that guy would want to hear that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah they're in, in it together. They're both in it together. But then... Uh, when their relationship did go on for a while, then I developed an alternate theory, which turned out to not be true. For a minute, I was like, oh, is she like a Tyler Durden and she's the figure of his imagination? Oh, interesting. No one her? I thought that for a minute, and you know, I mean, clearly that wasn't the case. But for me, I was like, wait, does she ever? No, she talked to the cop. It can't be like that. But I thought it was going to be a fight club kind of quit- twist for a minute. Because he had already seen himself earlier, you know. It's been established she sees people.
1: I mean, you know what? I I wasn't thinking that when watching it, but I can see how that would make total sense. I actually had an alternate theory to the both of you, which is that he was going to develop this relationship, and she was a hundred percent legitimately sincerely on board in that fantasy way but at the end she reveals herself to be a serial killer or you know the kind of killer that he is and basically either they partner up as killers or she kills him or tries to kill him and that's how it's going to end so uh but at one point just like yourself liam when they did the car thing because it is a clear echo of dr beck's attempt to i believe he tried to kill to to fake his own death using that is that correct no, moment?
0: he he faked her death Oh, that's he right, because he so had her. Because there's the dramatic, she comes to her own funeral
1: That's exactly right, that's how the movie ends mm-hmm. Boy, what a great movie, that first stocked by my doctor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I should mention, by the way, that I did a poll over on our Twitter feed At ERITFM to see what people's preference was In terms of the Stocked by My Doctor series And uh, actually, number two and number three came very close in terms of voting. With the first still way out ahead, and I think I probably would feel um, I probably at this point rank at one, three, two. um, And I feel like the series is headed in an interesting direction. And I say that because I believe the ending clearly sets up a stalked by my doctor four at the very end of the. Sorry, what was that, Kitty?
2: Oh, I said, oh, totally. They Michael Myers did big time where he looked dead, but then he was gone. Absolutely.
1: In fact, it actually seemed like a direct homage. Yeah, because uh, at the very end of the movie, we see Dr. Beck. He has a, I guess, final conversation with his um, alter ego or his, his you know, the, the other side of himself that he's been talking to throughout the movie. And he leaves him on the side of the road and drives off. So I guess the suggestion is that he's embracing his... Uh, uh, Well, I hesitate to use the word craziness, but certainly his uh, excess uh, for the potential Stocked by My Doctor 4. Now, this is a conversation we did have when we were talking about Stocked by My Doctor 2. I'm going to start with you, Liam, on this one. Do you anticipate in a positive way Stocked by My Doctor 4?
0: I think so, only because, you know, we've got three and of the three, two are at least pretty good. You know, I didn't much as one but I didn't hate it either it was fun to watch it a lot of it so the the chances that four might be pretty good I'm I'm okay with it but I just hope that they make it even
1: crazier Katie would you watch a stalked by my doctor
2: 4 hmm probably but I'd be skeptical is this sort of series Four could either be really crazy or it could be where the whole thing bottoms out, you know?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's certainly my concern when it comes to number four. That really, especially because in some ways the dream sequence here, the La La Land sequence, gave me hope for part four. And in some ways it made me concerned for it. Because if they want to maintain something like that, they're going to have to really go into some strange places. And I hope they do. But otherwise they might just tank it. Completely I guess they just need to uh, Embrace what I find entertaining And what potential lifetime viewers Find entertaining they can just jettison That because who cares really We've got to finish up here by asking about The performance of Eric Roberts We've talked about him throughout this He is front and center here this is a This isn't one of those projects where you get two minutes Of Eric Roberts and just have to wait for it Uh, This is a Eric Roberts Starring role Katie what did you think of Eric Roberts Performance in this movie
2: Honestly, he's the best actor in the movie by a pretty, by a bit, I would say. Every, everyone, like, compared to him, all the other actors looked very, like, he, he was a lot more natural. You know, you could tell he was more comfortable than everybody else.
1: Absolutely, and I—I I, I mean, I, he is the star of the show. He is—he is the character at its center. So you would kind of hope that would be the case, uh, though it all, isn't always in these productions. Sometimes they get Eric for two days or for three hours, and he's the only one who can act in the whole thing. Liam, what did you think of the Eric Roberts' performance here?
0: He was great. There, it, it was just like—you uh, know—I think this is true of the second movie and the first movie. Like these are his movies. The other people are fine. They're not terrible, but it's they don't they don't really click
1: the way that he does. But that brings us to the very concept behind this podcast. It's whether Eric Roberts is the fucking man in 2018 Stalked by my doctor three patients revenge, starting with our guest, Katie Reif. Katie, is Eric Roberts the fucking man in this movie?
2: absolutely because all the other men in the movie all the other authority figures everybody at the school the cops they're all just really useless and eric roberts is the only one that like he you know he's a man of vision it's a crazy schizophrenic vision but he has one and that puts him ahead of everyone else in this movie well said liam is he the fucking man in this
0: yeah without a doubt he i mean this isn't His most amazing performance, but it's definitely a strong, just really fun uh, Eric Roberts performance.
1: Great. And I will complete the trilogy here and say that, yes, Eric Roberts is the fucking man in Stocked by My Doctor 3. I do uh, think that this is a somewhat of a return to form after what I thought was a uh, eh, lackluster Second entry into the series I am left looking forward to see to seeing What they do next And also, I have to admit, I'm a little curious about the other Stocked films that the director Has done, uh, which I haven't checked out Which do not feature Eric Roberts But yes, bring on Stocked by My Doctor 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 Or, maybe like I said before Let's just end it at number 4 I recommend it Stocked by My Doctor 3 But with that said we need to take our final break. When we return, we're going to do some plugging and we're going to say a good night. It's watching.
0: It's watching. It's watching me.
1: That was episode number 77 of Eric Roberts is the fucking man. I want to give a massive thank you to our guest today, Katie Reif. We've been waiting for Stock by My Doctor 3 to finally air so we could have you on the show. Katie, where can people find your work on the internet?
2: Uh, well, I'm on theavclub.com um, pretty much every day of the week. Uh, it, you can find me on Twitter. Also, it's at future schlock. Like uh, you know, future the future, and then Schlock, like the uh, like the John Landis movie.
1: Do you know by that? This is a great thing for you to bring up. Did you know that that movie Schlock features Eric Roberts' wife, Eliza Roberts, in it?
2: (laughs) No, I didn't know that. (laughs) Everything ties together. (laughs) Um. Although before we go, if I can have just a moment, I want to give a shout out to the costume department on Stocked by My Doctor 3 who just pulled out, first of all, the gigantic Band-Aid on Melissa's forehead <laughs> when she, you know, after, you know, the initial attack and they're in the house was just incredible. And then at the end, the, the just the wigs they pulled out for her to get disguised and start her new life. Like, it was a frozen wig from Elsa, and then it was, I I don't know what you would call that, a Betty Boop wig? It was just, guys, some really terrible, wonderful wig work on that movie. So kudos to you if you're listening. Katie is a
1: wonderful Writer And you should of course go over to the AV Club and check out her work Uh, She has suffered greatly for her art So why don't you check out uh, some of her uh, uh, past columns and interviews And really all sorts of, there's really, like she said She's on there pretty much every day Just keep your eyes glued to that site And of course we'll link both that and her Twitter feed In the show notes, Liam O'Donnell you're not getting any sleep lately. I'm keeping you up later than you're supposed to be up. You're probably cursing my name as we're talking right now. Where can people find out what you're up to currently?
0: Uh, probably the best place is CinePunks.com, or um, they can follow CinePunks uh, on Twitter at CinePunks or Instagram at CinePunks, all three spelled with an X at the end.
1: Um, yeah. And you, of course, Liam, are on Twitter at LiamRules, R U L Z? Yeah. You should follow Liam. Tell him how good of a job he's doing on the Eric Roberts is the fucking man podcast.
0: I mean, if if you want to troll me, that's fine.
1: But be nice to Liam on the internet. <laughs> Don't be like me. Do as I say, not as I do. That is for <laughs> fucking sure. Um, we should also mention that by uh, when this episode is released, it'll be just a few. Days or maybe right before the Cinepocalypse Apocalypse uh, uh, event uh, in Chicago, Illinois at the Music Box Theater, and uh, we of course Liam and I attended last year and did our live interview with Eric Roberts. Of course, that was later in the year. It's now moved to the summer. Uh, we do want to wish everyone involved with that uh, our, our uh, you know the best of luck. There's so many amazing movies that are showing and premiering, and so many guests that both Liam and I would love to attend this year, but unfortunately it was not to be. But uh, but hopefully in the future we will return again. I know I want to get back to Chicago ASAP. And I'm sure Liam feels the same, right, Liam?
0: Yeah, I was really bummed I couldn't go. It, it, it's kind of a big disappointment.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to reinforce your big disappointment, Liam.
0: Well, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I figured we would just make a list of the various sadnesses and failures. And you could just read them every episode.
1: We almost make sacrifices, Liam. That is what life... Is all about You can find me Speaking of sacrifices You can find me on Twitter At Doug underscore Tilly That's T-I-L-L-E-Y You can find my other podcast No Budget Nightmares Over at NoBudgetPodcast.com And on Twitter At NoBudgetPodcast We recently covered The 1969 film Dracula the Dirty Old Man if that sounds interesting to you at all, you can head over to NoBudgetNightmares.com and check out that. Actually, I should say, sorry, NoBudgetPodcast.com and check out uh, our recent episode on that. And, of course, you can find out more about Eric Roberts is the fucking man if you go over to EricRobertsIsTheMan.com as well as our Twitter feed at E-R-I-T-F-M. And there's also a Facebook group if you do a search for Eric Roberts is the man on Facebook. But with that said, boy, I think we've said all there is to say about Stock by My Doctor 3 I think it's time to close up the Eric Roberts bag for another week. We'll be back soon with another Eric Roberts classic. Good night, everybody. Eric
2: Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. Eric Roberts is the fucking man. If there's anything that you can do, Eric Roberts fucking can.